Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerki. On this evening's show, we're going to musically visit Sweden, Poland, and the island of Romance, celebrate the birthdays of Cornell Smelzer and Victor Young, and listen to a couple of Buckle songs. What? You'll find out. Last week, August 7th, marked the birth in 1902 in Budapest, Hungary, of Cornell Smelzer. What do you mean, who? Cornell Smelzer. You know, the brilliant jazz accordionist who, on April 20th, 1931, played George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue in its entirety on the gold medal Fast Freight program over WJZ and the NBC radio network, accompanied by the 40-piece Arden Omen Orchestra. Smelzer, who was known professionally by just his first name, Cornell, and sometimes as Joe Cornell, studied piano at the Conservatory of Music in Budapest, graduating at age 16. He arrived in New York on August 21, 1920, and played in vaudeville, theater pit orchestras, and hotels. On January 27, 1927, he submitted a petition to become a naturalized citizen, which was ultimately successful. The same year, he formed his own orchestra, which played at the Beaux Arts Café in New York City, and around this time he became infatuated with the accordion and popular music. On April 11, 1929, during the time he was playing at the Ogden Hotel on West 72nd Street in New York, Smelzer married Mildred Lackey, and a couple of years later they had a daughter, Connie. Around this time he began recording and was heard regularly on radio, including the Ludwig Baumann Hour, RKO Theater of the Air, and the Campbell Soup Hour. Unfortunately, Cornell's musical career was cut short in 1931 by tuberculosis, but he lived well beyond that and died in 1993. Here is probably his most well-known composition. Thank you. 
happy today. Yes, sir. Oh, laugh all your troubles away. <laughs> Start now to cheer up. Come on, that's it. The skies will clear up. If you just lose all your blues, be laughing at life. What is Ted Lewis doing in a birthday segment for accordionist Cornell Smelzer? Well, Ted performed Laughing at Life for us on October 3rd, 1930, singing the Nick Kenny and Charles Kenny lyrics, but the music was written by Bob Todd and Cornell Smelzer. On the M. Whitmark and Sons sheet music, lyricist credit is given to brothers Nick and Charles Kenny without separating them, with composer credit to Cornell, in quotation marks, and Bob Todd, which is often taken to mean Cornell Todd and Bob Todd. That, of course, is incorrect, because Cornell on the sheet music is another example of Cornell Smelzer using just his first name. Before Ted Lewis was Cornell and his orchestra and Collegiate Love, written by Walter Doyle. That OK 78, number 41386, was made February 7, 1930. Cornell chose some top-notch musicians to join him, and you heard solos from Jimmy Dorsey, Adrian Orlini, Jack Teagarden, and Irving Brodsky. On Parlophone issues in Europe, the band is credited as Paul Locke and his orchestra, and the Cabaret Dance Orchestra. We started off our tribute to Cornell Smelzer with the flip side of Collegiate Love, Accordion Joe, recorded in that same February 7, 1930 session. Cornell Smelzer wrote the tune, and the words, sung there by Artie Dunn, were written by Dale Wimbro. He was born June 6, 1895, but wasn't in the birthday database until now, so you can expect him to have his own segment come next June. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Our friends Eric and Carol recently posted a video on Facebook of their toddler son, Philip, one of the most photographed children on the planet, walking in their backyard. Nothing unusual there, but Carol said she just had to record the video in slow-mo so folks could watch his baby cheeks jiggle in slow motion because, as she points out, this kid has cheeks for days. Well, I just happen to have some rapidly rotating records about cheeks which is what the buckle reference in the opening was about. So, with best wishes to Eric, Carol, and Philip, here are Ben Burney and all the lads. Rosy cheeks, when 
you smile a little dimpled peeks at me It seems to say beware But honey, I don't care I love you, rosy cheeks Siebie. Takich chwili widzę cały świat przez mgłę Gdy policzek twój do mego turi się Jestem w niebie, w siódmym niebie Nic mnie wtedy nie obchodzi oprócz ciebie Cały świat wiruje i radością tchnie gdy policzek twój do mego tuli się Filozofia czczą przyjemność Poza nawiat szukta precz I powiada, że tańczenie To najgłupsza w świecie rzecz Temat trudny do dyskusji Czy to słuszne jest, czy nie Wystarczy raz zatańczyć z tobą Żeby zmienić zdanie swe Wierzaj mi, że nie ma słodszego nic, milszego nic, jak taniec z tobą jestem w niebie, w siódmym niebie, kiedy w tańcu czuję ciebie blisko siebie, takiej chwili widzę cały świat przez mgłę. Gdy policzek twój do mego turi się Dozens of vintage recordings of Irving Berlin's Cheek to Cheek by the likes of Eddie Duchin, Guy Lombardo, Leo Reisman, the Boswell sisters, and of course Fred Astaire. But how could I resist playing that one? Adam Aston with Henrik Vors and his orchestra and their 1935 recording made in Warsaw, Poland. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the Polish title of Cheek to Cheek, which translates as In Seventh Heaven. 
Singer, actor, and pianist Adam Aston was born Adolf Lowenson in Warsaw on September 17, 1902. Of Jewish origin, he sang not only in Polish, but also Hebrew and Yiddish under the name Ben Levi. He was one of the most popular artists in Poland between the wars and made the first of his hundreds of recordings in 1927. It was in 1930 when he began working with Henrik Vors, and he adopted the stage name of Adam Aston. He fought in World War II, after which he lived in South Africa, and from 1960 until his death on January 10, 1993, in London, England. Before Adam Aston, it was Ben Burney and All the Lads with Rosy Cheeks, composed by Richard Whiting. The Seymour Simons lyrics were sung there by the duo of Scrappy Lambert and Billy Hillpot. That Brunswick 78 was made April 8, 1927, and on the Vocalion issue, the band was credited as Al Gehring's Orchestra. He had a birthday salute back in 2011, so it's time to remind you that last week, August 8th, marked the birth in 1900 in Chicago, Illinois, of violinist, composer, arranger, and band leader Victor Young. After being abandoned by his father at age 10, he and his sister went to Poland to be raised by their grandparents. Victor and his sister Helen both enrolled at the Warsaw Conservatory where she studied piano and he studied violin, ultimately playing with the Warsaw Philharmonic and touring Europe with various orchestras, sometimes accompanied on piano by his sister. In 1914, he returned to Chicago and in the early 20s toured as a concert violinist. After playing in movie theater orchestras in Los Angeles and Chicago, he decided to switch to popular music. He was a violinist and arranger with Ted Fiorito's band in the late 20s and led orchestras at the Chicago, State, and Lake Theaters and at the Edgewater Beach Hotel. In the 30s, Young was heard regularly on network radio, including Shell Chateau and the Al Jolson and Don Amici shows. He made a number of recordings with his own bands in the 30s and in 1935 moved to Hollywood, where he appeared in a couple of movies and arranged and composed music for hundreds of Paramount films. He died in Palm Springs, California on November 10, 1956 and received a posthumous Academy Award for the score of Around the World in 80 Days. Hits from the Victor Young catalog include Now's the Time to Fall in Love, A Hundred Years from Today, a Ghost of a Chance, and these.
have you done to me? I was contented till you came along, thrilling my soul with your song. Beautiful love, I've roamed your paradise, searching for love, my dream to realize, reaching for heaven, depending on you. Beautiful love, will my dreams come true?
The last time we played Sweet Sue for Victor Young's birthday salute, it was by Sam Lennon's Troubadours. This time we heard it by Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra with the Biltmore Trio singing the Will J. Harris lyrics. That was Columbia 1361, recorded March 30, 1928. Last week we heard Carol Gibbons and his boyfriends, and there they were again with Can't We Talk It Over. Carol Gibbons himself was the vocalist on the May 4, 1932 recording. Carol Gibbons and his boyfriends was a small group taken from the larger Savoy Orpheans, who had recorded Can't We Talk It Over, on March 16th, with Jack Plant providing the vocal. That was preceded by Victor Arden and Phil Oman and their orchestra with Beautiful Love, from Victor 22690, recorded April 24, 1931. Victor Young, Wayne King, and Egbert Van Alstyne share composer credit, and Haven Gillespie wrote the words, sung there by Frank Luther. And Frank Luther provided the vocal for the Jack Osterman lyric in Can't You Understand, which started the set. That was the Hi-Hatters, directed by Leonard W. Joy on December 11, 1929. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. A couple of weeks ago on the anniversary show, I played a Swedish record for our station engineer, Bruce, who happens to be of Swedish heritage, and I promised him an entire segment of vintage Swedish jazz. Well, Bruce, tonight I'm going to make good on that promise. Here's Dick DePaw and his Royal Dance Orchestra.
Now, how's that for a fun record? That was the Sven Zander Jibe Duns Trio and their rendition of Jude Bowman's 12th Street Rag. Sven Anderson on violin, Xander Alquist on piano, and directing the group and playing xylophone, Multi Jibe, whose name I'm no doubt butchering. That Columbia record was made in London in February of 1928. Before that was a piano solo by Leif Lundmark of his composition, Have a Little Heart. That Odeon 78 was made October 7, 1931. I have no information at all about Leif Lundmark, but 14 years earlier, in the June 2, 1917 issue of Billboard, a Leif Lundmark placed a classified ad saying, At Liberty, A1 Pianist. Six years' experience in all lines. Sight reader, fake, and transpose. Sober and reliable. Address Leif Lundmark, care of Billboard, Chicago. Assuming that's the same Leif Lundmark, apparently the ad worked. We started off that Svenska set with the British jazz violinist and band leader Dick DePauw, P-A-U-W, and his Royal Dance Band, recording for HMV on September 29, 1927, and Somebody and Me, composed by Ernie Golden. The Raymond Clongus lyrics were sung by Billy Grossman. Dick DePauw was born in 1893 and played in bands starting around 1917, and in the early 20s he played in the group that would become the Jack Hilton Orchestra. He went to Sweden in 1924, where he spent the rest of the decade, much of it playing at the Grand Hotel in Stockholm, as well as on the radio. He returned to England in 1931, where he continued to lead bands and also wrote for the magazine Melody Maker. part to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 30s. This is Rapidly Rotating Records, Sunday evenings at 6 on KISL-FM 88.7 Avalon, and available anytime on demand online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. We focus on the music from the 1920s and 30s on this show, but have played records from as far back as the late 1890s, and on occasion from well into the 1940s. Many of the orchestras and musicians we play on the show had careers which lasted well past the 1930s. One of those was the Jan Garber Orchestra. I should say one of those is the Jan Garber Orchestra, which is still in existence with its current band leader, Howard Schneider. Jan Garber, known as the Idol of the Airlines, started his first band in 1918 in New York and led bands up until his retirement in 1971. And Jan Garber played right here on Catalina in the Casino Ballroom, again as did many of the bands we play on the show, including Ben Burney, Kay Kaiser, Bob Crosby, Dick Jurgens, and Jimmy Greer. Garber made his first appearance at the ballroom in 1934 and subsequently through 1937. Philip K. Wrigley was a friend of Lou Atlas, president of the Columbia Broadcasting System, which had its studios and offices in the Wrigley Building in Chicago, and in 1934 Wrigley arranged for nightly broadcasts of dance music from the Casino Ballroom, the site of Jan Garber's first coast-to-coast radio network broadcast. In preparing for the 18th anniversary show a couple of weeks ago, I came across a Jan Garber Decca LP, from 1960, titled Catalina Nights. It has three Catalina-centric tracks on it, one a Catalina song I wasn't familiar with. So here, for your listening and dancing pleasure, is the ever-popular Jan Garber and his orchestra.
Well, you most certainly recognize that tune and an excellent way to end the show, Jan Garber and his orchestra and their 1960 recording of Avalon. You may, however, not have recognized the other two songs in that set. We started off with Harold Spina's Santa Catalina Island, The Island of Romance, published in 1946, and recorded at the time by Tony Martin, Eddie Howard, Freddie Martin, Gordon Jenkins, and others. The sheet music has a map of Catalina with some landmarks on it, some of which are not here anymore, such as the St. Catherine Hotel, Wild Boar, and Wild Goats. That was followed by Moon Over Catalina, written by Freddie Large, Dorothy Jan, and Juanita Darby. In 1933, Canadian Freddie Large was in Cleveland, Ohio, leading a nine-piece band billed as the Little Freddie Large Orchestra. Jan Garber was also in Cleveland playing an engagement, and he was so impressed with Freddie's saxophone playing that he hired and took over the entire orchestra, which began a lifelong friendship and musical association with Freddie Large. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Remember that if you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶